Hi there, this is Katie Colvin, one half of the dynamic duo K-Squared, and we've created a place for everyday artisans to showcase their passion to create, what got them to where they are now, and basically their life stories. Each week, we will hear from another amazing creator. Get ready to laugh, cry, and be inspired by their journeys. Welcome to a Peace for All podcast. For our first podcast, we have the honor of speaking with Cheryl Oliver from The Toasted Nut. She is a very talented woman, and we're so excited to have her. She's one of the wonderful vendors um, and artists that are in our artisan boutique in Marietta, Georgia. And I guess there's, there's a lot with Cheryl. There's a lot of life stories and lessons, I'm sure, for us. <laughs> And lots of interesting tidbits about your life, no, but I just, sure <laughs> I just want to start off with, you know, kind of your upbringing and where you're from and start there. Oh, well, mm -hmm. I'm from all over. I was okay. born in Curacao and moved to... Which is where for uh, the listeners the like Island. myself? <laughs> <laughs> the ABC Islands right above Venezuela. Okay. Curacao. And then we moved um, to Holland and then England. And then we moved to Canada because it's easier to immigrate into the U.S. from Canada okay. than from some of the European So countries. are your parents from Carousel? Uh, no. My father had a business there. Okay. And um, he's a pilot, and he was taking pictures of the island and uh, selling them to the tourists. And then the, who is it the FBI or the CIA that comes in? They stopped him because apparently he was taking pictures of Russian ships that, there was something, <laughs> some intrigue going on. And, oh, wow. uh, <laughs> and you were just a kid? I was <laughs> just a baby. And um, then we lived in Canada for a while and then okay. we came to the US and I am legal. <laughs> And your parents were from here originally? The no, US, my or? parent, my father's Dutch and my okay. mother's English. Okay. So um, it's a circuitous route. And then we've lived all over the U.S. So. And then you went, did you go to university here? I went in California. Okay. And, um, and so I, Pat, our mutual friend, said you did nursing, which I didn't realize. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I've had a lot of careers and then my husband would, you know, we get transferred. So, like many women, I would start something and then leave it, yeah. start something else and then have to leave it. I've been a real estate agent twice, okay, a nurse. Right. Um, I've done all kinds of different jobs. And, um, yeah, it's just, that's life. What was it like? Like, were, were your parents religious? Was it like... No, you... no, they weren't. Um, you know, they're European, and the Europeans yeah. aren't. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and do they stay together forever? Like, Well, they did, but there was uh, a divorce, and then they did what many divorced people do. They, I guess, lived together for the rest of their life. <laughs> I don't know if many divorced people do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, um, because one was from England, one was from Holland, right? Yeah, my I don't know, you don't know this about me, but um, my father was, um, he, he lived in Holland, and um, the Nazis invaded. Really? And he, he was kind of between the ages of like, it was either 10 to 14, he was part of the underground. 
and they would uh, blow up railroads, do whatever they could to stop the Nazis, and um, they were um, forced out of their home, and they would, because um, so many people had left, they would go and stay in somebody else's house that was vacant, and um, I have pieces um, from my father that have bullet holes in them, and um, so he was kind of traumatized, I would think, by that. He was angry. Yeah. And he decided to take action. Um, he built radios. Uh, you know, you didn't, you weren't allowed if you were Dutch to have radios, um, so that you could know what was going on. So he would build radios and that oh, wow. nobody knew about. But at one time in the library, they were sitting, it was at school and they were in the library and somebody brought it up that he did this and he was sitting right next to a girl whose father was, he was Dutch, but he was a major informant to the Germans. And my father at that point thought his life was over. Mm -hmm. She didn't tell. Wow. I, I don't know if you are aware Oh my gosh, she saved his life basically. Yeah. Um, he went on to go to England and he flew in the RAF for the war. Wow. Um, the, uh, the the Dutch people help the Jewish people a lot. I have a menorah in it that is so sad. My grandfather, my father's father, uh, a Dutch man came to him and um, everybody was starving. My mm -hmm. father tried eating tulip bulbs. He said, they don't taste that good. Oh, no, God. <laughs> and, um, and the man said, I need some money and I'm gonna sell you my menorah. It's the last thing I have left, because my family's very hungry. So my grandfather, he, he, he paid him the money, and he said, listen, I'm going to keep this menorah, and then you're gonna come back and you're gonna get it. Ugh. And I think about that every time I look at the menorah. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that's gone on. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I would have never, you just never know. I always say people have stories. I mean, people, you just, you talk to people and I, I always try to get, that's why I always love talking to people and I always try to get the stories out. I tell you, I, I mean, every black person I talk about being black in the United States and I, I try to get the stories of, of what it's like for, for people. But, you know, just looking at you, I would never guess, you know, you really have to, to really have dinner parties <laughs> and have interviews to, to get, yeah. I mean, this is, this is obviously super sensitive, but I mean, what a story, I mean, what a story. And, um, you know, just so many Jewish people, if they, if they heard this, you know, just to know. I don't that think they, I think history is being lost and um, they don't really realize that the Dutch people, when they were, helping the Jewish people were putting their own lives and their family's lives. Well, anybody yeah. helping, yeah. unfortunately, anybody mm -hmm. helping. It was so scary, mm -hmm. and, and their whole families were at risk, too, and it yeah. was just um, just one of the worst times of history, imagine, I mean, just unimaginable, but um, but that's what that's what we, we need to remember, and we mm -hmm. need to even think about today and teach our children that's why history is so important. Mm -hmm. um, teach our children this and just that 
that it's just ignorance, that hatred is ignorance, you know, and people are people and there's wonderful people of every race and religion and we just need to help each other. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. It's just helping. That's why we're here. And so what got you into, um, I guess the, the food business? Well, I've always been, I've always been interested in food. I've always cooked. And um, for me to create something that gives other people pleasure is, it's very gratifying to me. And it's, it's kind of a form of service, I guess, to other people. Mm -hmm. I take it very seriously. But anyway, I was cooking all this stuff and giving it all away. And then we started having enormous grocery bills. And my husband says, well, Sherry, you have to stop. It's just, it's just not going to work out. <laughs> and I thought about it, and I thought, you know, I don't really want to stop. So I went to my Bible study, and I said, hey, ladies, I said, do you think all this food that I've been bringing, do you think I could sell it? And they said, we thought you already were. <laughs> so at that point, um, I figured, yeah, maybe I should. And, um, and that's when, it, I think that was 2010, we made... We went okay. to the attorney and made it all legal and actually became a business. And what did you start with? What was your first product? Oh, gosh. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just cookies. Um, you're taking me way back. But the original four that I have on my website and some of which you carry here in the store um, were the... Um, you know, the sand dollars, the pistachio brownies, the granola, and the toffee have been with me for a very long time. Okay. But I think I initially started with cookies. Well, let me let me go back to when we met. Ah, uh, yes, at <laughs> Fresh Market. Because, because at that point, I guess I was thinking of, we were, my partner, Keisha, and I were thinking about having a store, mm -hmm. an artisan boutique. And I just happened to go to the fresh market, which I don't shop there regularly, but I was with my son mm -hmm. and you had your granola mm -hmm. sampling. And you had a beautiful beige dress on with gold jewelry. It oh looked stunning. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you remember that. But yeah, that was that was awesome. And I just was like, hmm, maybe this would be would be a good idea, mm -hmm. you know, to bring into the store. And then I asked you if you'd be open to it. Mm -hmm. And then you were at our grand opening mm -hmm. for the store. I and was. you bring samples. Every all the week. Every week, all the time. <laughs> and currently we have your wonderful toffee, mm -hmm. um, which there's three types of toffee in there, right? There are. There's, it's a mixture yeah. because, you know, you can never make up your mind. So yeah. it's a good idea to have white chocolate, dark chocolate, and milk chocolate toffee in each bag. And that's unbelievable. And you've had our your pistachio brownies, exactly. which mm -hmm. I love. I don't even like, I told you, nut brownies, but I love the pistachio brownies. Goes well with a glass of red wine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the cheese um, cookies. The, yeah, the cheese cookies. Sand dollars. are called sand dollars. Yeah. And... Um, um, they have a little hint of cayenne in them yeah. and a lot of sharp cheddar cheese. And they also go well with a glass of white wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's good party food. Yeah. Well, it's it's awesome. People love it. People come back for it. Um, and what do you think makes these products so special? Like, how? why do they stand out? I kind of have my own ideas, but what do you think? Um, I never would even consider making a product that didn't first of all taste really good that for me you know I'm, I'm developing a dessert line for a, a wholesale bakery right now and the first thing we think about is does the food taste good that's really uh, yeah. the highest part of it for me and then 
I use um, good quality ingredients. There's no preservatives. Um, they're how I would feed my family and myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't skimp on it. And, um, you know, it's, I take pride in what I do. Yeah. Well, it's, it's wonderful. All your products are wonderful. And then you mentioned a while back that you also are a painter. You're an artist as well. Oh, I have my artwork in here. <laughs> so we have Cheryl Oliver art, art, um, or art by Cheryl Oliver in here. Um, beautiful flowers and, and landscape. I do all kinds of things. If you come to my house, you would see that. <laughs> but in here, we have original work, and then we have the reproductions. Uh, I do them on uh, coasters and cutting boards, and I also do the prints, and things come in various different sizes, some framed, unframed. And uh, it's, you know, something art will always be with me. It's, for me, it's very enjoyable. And I get you know, when people come to me and say, oh, I bought one of your paintings that's hanging in my guest bedroom. Yeah. It's, it's, it's lovely. It's, it's very, very nice. And how did you get into to painting? Was this? You know, just... I, 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 I don't think you get into painting. I think <laughs> you basically try to ignore it for a while and then you give in. And um, somebody once said, I think the medium chooses you. You don't choose the medium. Uh -huh. And I think it's just something there. And, um, and you finally say, okay, well, then I'll agree to do that. And, and when did you start? Oh, I think when my kids were little and they thought I, what I was doing was ridiculous, that I should be paying all my attention to them. <laughs> oh, little do they know you need that outlet. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, oh, it's, it's, it's just been fun. It really has been. Yeah. Well, we're happy to have your artwork here. Um, so the dinner parties. Yes, the dinner parties. <laughs> oh, the dinner parties. I know my family has put up with me, but I love to entertain and uh, I love to set the table. <laughs> yeah, and my ears perked up when you're like, oh, I throw dinner parties. And I'm like, I, I mean, a lady had mentioned that to me that she wanted me to have a dinner party. She introduced, mm -hmm. you know, my boyfriend and I to each other. And she's like, I love dinner parties. I'm just waiting for your dinner party. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're like, oh, I throw dinner parties. And I'm like, I would love to do that. And, and it's almost like bringing it back. It's not like something we do now, I feel. Okay, this enough, is... Enough, at least. Yes, and, 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 and I must say, the table is a very powerful place. And it really does bond people together. Mm -hmm. I think it's important. I think it's something we've lost. Yeah. And um, I would love to see dinner parties come back and be, you know, the normal thing to do rather mm -hmm. than, you know, going for fast food or whatever. Um, you know, we all live busy lives, but uh, I work very hard and I have a business yeah. and I still have learned that you can, it's the way you approach it. It's basically a lot of prep work and uh, you know your menu and you have, I would say, probably 75 to 90% done ahead of time. And then there are the last minute things. Mm -hmm. And then of course, like I have a husband who thought that he was a guest at my dinner parties for a long time. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> hello. <laughs> yes. He finally figured out, no, he's not a guest. He's supposed to help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would normally do dinner parties every other week. Now, when I started doing the farmer's market, 
on Saturdays, that really cut into that because I was too tired to do the dinner party. Yeah, after that. But we're going to make some adjustments next uh, year so that um, I'll probably hire somebody to do the farmer's market. And so what that, farmer's markets are you at currently? I'm at the Roswell Farmer's Market. On um, Saturday mornings. On Saturday mornings. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it picks up again in April. Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually, the, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to start then. It's wonderful. I think it's the best farmer's market out there. It's under the, the um, trees. By Town shade, Hall? City Hall? City Hall. Okay. It's in the parking lot with wonderful shade trees, and everybody brings their dogs, and yeah. heaven knows I have enough pictures of those dogs. They're so cute. And, you know, some of them come in costumes, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, check out the Roswell Farmer's Market if yes. you haven't, if you're mm -hmm. in the Roswell, Georgia area, for sure. And then, and I, I think also just even... If you're not into throwing dinner parties, just like having people over. Like I try exactly. to just invite people over. And I remember years ago, um, we have some Brazilian friends and they have young kids. They have four kids now. And Mike's husband and I, you know, we didn't have any kids. We didn't. And for us to get together, I mean, they were just always just come over. We, mm -hmm. we got kids. It's too much of a hassle. Just come over. Mm -hmm. And I, I just love that. And I think that's cultural. It's not really cultural here. It's more like, well, I'm free next Saturday. Let's schedule it in. It's it's all. It's just come over. Just yes. doesn't matter if the house is dirty or what's if you have mm -hmm. small kids or the babies. Just have people I, over I connect or I, Sunday I, dinners with your family. Mm -hmm. Try to have if you can Sunday dinners with your family. I absolutely you know? agree, and I think it should be cultural here, and I would yeah. like to see that happen again. Yeah, we need it. Mm -hmm. We I need agree. those connections. And it's not difficult. I've been to dinner parties where um, they did make the soup, which was the first course, but after that it was Kentucky Fried Chicken. And guess <laughs> what? We had a we had a blast. It was <laughs> wonderful. And this was on a in the in the dining room with a linen tablecloth and the Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> so you can be as creative as you like. And yeah. You or potluck, you know, yeah, if you potluck. if you don't want to cook. Yeah. It's if you don't have Cheryl's skills. I think I, I think I need to do a blog on the entertaining thing because there's yeah. just so many tricks to it that make it so much easier. Yeah. People just don't realize it. I love it. Mm -hmm. So you've done so much in your life. And I, I think I had had the discussion with you and something really resonated with me recently, which was, you know, why do we ask our children, what do you want to do when you grow up? Like it's one thing. Mm -hmm. And I think you are the example. And 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 we should not be pigeonholed to I'm just going to be this when I grow up. Mm -hmm. Because being a mother or a father in itself is a full-time job, is oh. a big job. You know, yeah, but hardest so, job in the world. Yeah, so you are a father. That is a big deal. You are a mother. That is a big deal. But then, you know, if your interest is art, if you have a calling for art, but then you love real estate like yourself, mm -hmm. like, and you love cooking and entertaining and making food like you have all these loves mm -hmm. and why why can't you do it all and that's that's my big question why can't you yeah. do it all uh and i know there's been pushback for you and there's yes. always pushback and there's mm -hmm. always naysayers and you know and i must say you've been wonderful at supporting me <laughs> when i come in i say oh you know <laughs> well and you say no you can do it you Just, you can you do mm -hmm. you're an inspiration um, I adore you. I love having you come in every week. And um, I, I love just, I love having this store because our customers are wonderful. Our vendors are wonderful. I'm getting emotional. Like it really is people that are passionate and want to put good things out there. And I'm just, I just hope that we can, you know, sell as much as we can to help all the 
all these wonderful people. But you and Keisha set the tone for the store. Yeah, we and tried. <laughs> no, they, no, the reason that this is all working so well is, is because of you guys. Well, you, we just threw it together and put oh, it out there. <laughs> no, you said from the very beginning, I, the very beginning, I've been a vendor. I know what it's like to yes. be out there. I know the rejection that goes on. I know how you're treated. Mm -hmm. And I am not going to treat my vendors like that. Yeah. And I can tell you, you walk in here and it's, I, I just don't have the feelings that I do going into other shops where it's very competitive and you, uh, you're always trying to do your best anyway. Yeah, but there are people that don't treat you that that well, and I come in here, you know, and it's wonderful. Thank you. And it's yeah. because both you and Keisha uh, made that decision to treat yeah. the vendors like that. And we know we're vendors yes. as well. We make jewelry, and we have our little jewelry company as well. But it's um, we just I think we love people, mm -hmm, and we do. and we and I really when I think about I think about a lot that I'm really appreciative. Um, every day of people that put their stuff in our store because it is consignment. So you're giving us a lot of inventory and there's no guarantees of the money. And I, and you, you, you trust us with your product to try and sell it for you. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate that because we don't have the funds to, to purchase um, a lot of times, a lot of the products. So yeah, it's kind of like a partnership. Know, yeah. So it's a win-win when we can, mm -hmm. um, you know, get customers to, to recognize the products that we have in, in the store. And, mm -hmm. and hopefully with the podcast, we can, you know, share people's stories and who they are and how amazing their products are and, and get people interested in buying from local artisans, mm -hmm. you know, quality products from local people, from mm -hmm. people here in the United States, here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. so, so important. Yeah. It, it is it is important and we need to bring a lot of stuff back here mm -hmm. um, to, to local. I food agree. is especially food. Food has mm -hmm. gotten so processed and artificial and mm -hmm. we need good quality products I like yours. Completely agree that mm -hmm. we need to um, we need to think local on many levels. Yeah. Yeah. And we're trying to just put out there what we want for, like you said, for, for our children, for the world. Mm -hmm. um, and so thank you so much for being here. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so where can our um, listeners find your products? Well, they can certainly find my products here at the store. <laughs> and um, I have a website called um, thetoastednut.com. And uh, I have an Instagram, which is the Toasted Nut, the Toasted Nut Lady. And um, I'm in the farmer's market. Um, I'm also developing um, products for a uh, wholesale bakery, uh, their complete dessert line, which we've already had some major sales. So it'd be interesting to see where that pops up. And I'm also, um, I'm in a gift box uh, company and uh, various other places, uh, but my favorite, is this store right here <laughs> thank you you know what is what is some life advice that you've learned along the way and maybe it's just how you were brought up or something you know that you just learned along the way or learned the hard way but just some kind of advice that you uh, you know like to put out there for for the listeners and for people okay that's a big question but in general I, you know I 
I find if you don't take things too seriously and you laugh a lot and you um, give, uh, be patient with everybody else because basically they're being patient with you. And, um, you know, I, um, my faith is very important to me. And, um, have faith, have fun. Exactly. Have faith. Have, have some fun. patience, oh, people. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just summed it up right there. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on a Peace for All podcast. Make sure to visit ksquaredartisanboutique.com and use promo code PODCAST10 for 10% off your purchase. Make sure to check out Cheryl's Yummy Toffee, Brownie Pistachios, and much more on our site. Thanks so much for being with us. See you next week.